Welcome to the Recruitment Rollercoaster Podcast. My name is Hisham Azuz, and this is the show where I bring to life the true failures, the true successes, and the true learnings from recruiters and recruitment business owners. My mission is for this podcast to become the place for recruiters to learn from others and to give a real insight into what it's like to work in the industry so those considering a career in recruitment know exactly what they're getting into. Welcome to the Recruitment Rollercoaster Podcast. My name is Hisham Azuz. And um, we're in Brighton early again. I'm uh, joined by Nick Guy, um, who works for Finley James and is currently, um, you currently head up the, the American side of uh, Finney James. Yep. Um, yep. So Nick has actually traveled all the way from San Francisco to do this podcast. Especially to do this, <laughs> I came all the way. <laughs> um, but look, Nick, as, as I was just saying, where I always, always like to start, um, how the hell did you get into recruitment, mate? How did that happen? Um, probably the same story as everyone else. Ne- yeah. You know, never heard of it, and then the next minute you're in it. Yeah, yeah. You're kind of out of university, needed a job, knew someone who'd done recruitment, earned a lot of money, and then, you know, before I knew it, I couldn't live did off my have, dad did anymore. What, what some of your mates do it then? End up uh, not a mate. So one of my kind of parents' friends, like next door neighbour, actually, when I, okay. when I grew up, he'd about four or five years older than me. Yeah. He's kind of gone into recruitment. That's what happens in Manchester. You actually speak to your neighbours, don't you? You do. Yeah, yeah in the north, <laughs> you speak to your neighbours. So he'd um, he'd gone into it, and I'd. Didn't really know anything about it still, but I'd heard he was successful. What, so, did you see, like, the car he was driving and all, all that? Or He was living in London, so he didn't drive, ah. but he was, he'd gone down from... Yeah, yeah they were speaking highly of him. And Exactly. Okay. What yeah. did you do before then? Because I think I saw on your LinkedIn you worked at Manchester for a bit. <laughs> yeah, I worked at Man United. As, um, <laughs> that was in, like, hospitality. Oh, really? Whilst I was at uni. Oh, really? Whilst I was at uni. So, yeah, I, I came straight out of university, Finley James. Really? Yeah. Okay, that, that's, that's interesting. And um, so, look, I think... What, what I really want to dive into with you is that, obviously, so you're sort of, just to set the scene, you've obviously, how long have you worked for Finney James now? Like five? Uh, just coming up to six years. So, be so I mean, that's, it's been your only recruitment job, right? It's been my only real job. Yeah. Only real job, yeah. yeah, yeah. So that, that's obviously really interesting in itself, right, that you've uh, been in that company for that long. But obviously, so you started in Manchester and then you went down to London, right? Yep. And set up the London yep. team. And then you went from London to where you are now, right? Is San that Francisco. Right? San Francisco. Yeah. And then what you intend on doing, is that, I don't know, later this year, that you're going to go to, over to New York? To right? New York, yeah, probably in uh, October. October. So it kind of ties in with our financial. Okay, yeah. cool. So I'm sure you've learned a fuckload along the way. <laughs> <laughs> but I guess, let, let's just, what, what I always like to start with initially is like, so never knew about recruitment, obviously fell into it, but how were your sort of first 12 months? Because it seems like you've pretty much hit the ground running or you've done pretty well quite early yeah. on. So what, talk to me about your first 12 months a bit. So um, I kind of joined just at the start, roughly at the start of our financial year and then went okay. straight into a pure BD role. So really? 180, pure BD, kind of hitting the phones, 80, 100 calls a Did day. Did you know that's what you were signing up for? Uh, yeah. Pure BD role. I didn't really know that there was another option to be honest really? at that yeah, point. Yeah, yeah. I was kind of... Um, I hadn't really researched it that well. I just needed a job. Yeah, yeah sure, sure, sure. Um, and I was kind of interviewing with S, the likes of S3. I actually wanted a big recruitment job, like a big company. You know how they sell it yeah, to you. They're yeah. like, you know, the whole company come down to London yeah. and the, the top biller gets a car. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, that sounds, that sounds good. But yeah. then I really liked Finley James and um, they talked a lot about training throughout the process and, mm. and the onboarding, the support. Mm. And so that's I think as well, it's the people that you connect with as well, isn't it? Yeah. I think it's so key, isn't it, at that stage? Did you interview exactly. for quite a few places then? When you... Like maybe four or five recruitment really? agencies. Um, Get four or five offers? 
No, I didn't actually. Finley James was my first offer. Oh, and really? then I, I remember I phoned up my dad and, and he was obviously paying for me at that point because I didn't have any money. <laughs> I'd just come back from traveling. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I phoned him up. I was like, I've got an offer, but I've got two final interviews. Should I do that? He said, no, not a fucking chance. Get yourself in that job. Really? Like, I'm not paying for you anymore. Yeah, oh. yeah. So he said you take it, and, then, <laughs> and uh, I, I took it, and I'm yeah, obviously oh, really handled back. Yeah. Did, so, yeah. so in a pure BD role, like so for me, I've spoken about it quite a lot. I started on the pure candidate piece, okay. did some client work initially, but yeah, that's yeah. how they, that's how my director embedded me into recruitment, and then when it did, but and then by that point, I'd seen my um, colleagues do BD and all that, and when it gets to right, okay, right, he should now want you to start building your own client bank and all this, yep. I was shitting my pants by that point, right? But okay. obviously you were naive to the fact that you didn't know it was an option, and okay, well, this is recruitment, I'm doing you, that, right? Yeah, you just you did it. I, I, I'm glad I did it the way I did That's it. what I mean, yeah. Um, although I probably have less empathy than I, sh- <laughs> than I should do for, really, the for the candidate side. Yeah, 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 yeah. that's so interesting. I, I didn't, I didn't start doing candidates till about maybe two or three years ago. So like really, maybe two years in. So what was you talk to me about that then? Because maybe quite a few people. Obviously, I think it's become more and more popular now in the UK to have that type of structure the, where one eighty or the three. Yeah, the one eight or the one eighty. Yeah, I think there's a lot of conversations that I've had that their businesses are looking to change that way. But also, there's. A lot of people still doing the 360 role, right? So yeah, it was your yeah. job to do what? Sign clients and get jobs on and, and get them signed terms. Yep. And that was your job done. Si- sign clients. And I still managed the account. Yeah. So I, I would still kind of... So you'd build the relationships, turn them into paying customers, but and then you'd also um, obviously work with that relationship as well to maximize it. Yeah, so you maximize it, you grow it, you land and expand the account, yeah. you still manage the day-to-day. So the way we do it is I would still do the admin, like you know, sending over the CVs of other oh, people's really? candidates. Okay. And that account... And would you have any say on if that candidate was right? Yeah, so I yeah, decide yeah, yeah. whether that candidate oh, really? you decide in the first that. place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it goes out in my... That, can, that client is in my name, essentially. So yeah. I, I want to make sure that it's yeah, going Yeah, yeah, because it's standards. your reputation, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. You, exactly. So I guess... So that's all you did in the first... Well, all you did until two, three years, right? Yeah, for the first two... Probably two years. Really? Until I moved to London, actually. It was when I moved to London in 2016 you started sourcing started and picking up doing, some candidates, candidates and stuff okay yeah, yeah. let's just talk a bit about that that first two year period mate because as I was telling you a lot of people reach out and talk about want me to talk about business development and, and these things mm-hmm. so um, firstly like how the hell did you even approach that so did you have data to attack did you have to map out the market yourself or like because obviously by this point I guess if you're going straight into it what did you know about tech sales at this point I'm sure you didn't Nothing. know yeah that's what I mean Nothing. so how yeah, yeah. do you know what I mean because that can be quite um, a yeah. lot of people can have a bit of fear around that as to thinking they're going to f- come across stupid or uh, they're unknowledgeable and those things so how how did you approach those first two years just got on the phones you know really? it's, it's simple like yeah you know, we had really good training and they they gave you the questions to ask and it's never okay you don't need to know about the tech and you don't okay. need to know because Why we're, don't, why, we're why? experts of where the people move within tech. We're not okay. experts in tech. Yeah, if yeah. I was an expert in tech, I'd be a developer or I'd be yeah, selling yeah, that's software. True. So, so that's the best way to look at it yourself. Yeah, and so it's, it's like if I knew all the answers to those questions, they probably don't need my help. Like mm. right now, I need, to, I need to ask them questions yeah. to understand what their business challenges and their problems are yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. before you can just go in and fix it. Yeah, so yeah. it was... Finley James and James May was my manager. Okay. Um, he, he sort of hired me, brought me on, trained me up, and it, it was kind of trained. I was trained to ask questions rather that was than, it. than make assumptions. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And okay. you just spent time, as much time as you could, meeting or on the phone. Really? And I'm a classic uh, salesperson who hates admin. So I would, really? I would spend all my time on the phone rather than sending emails. Sending, I just oh. didn't like sending yeah, emails yeah, yeah. and emails. You just, you just liked obviously having the, having yeah. the conversations. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
So let, let, let's break that down a bit then, because I know, okay, so did you sort of detach the outcome of the cause? Do you know what I mean? Because it's great what having... So what, I'm, what I mean by that is, it's, I like the intention of all I'm doing is asking questions, right? And what it yep. seems like you've done is you're not thinking about the end result that you need, to, like a successful call is going to be them signing terms or whatever, where you can obviously put a bit of pressure on yourself or you yeah. don't think it's gone successful. So what what were some of those questions? What what are the key things that you tell your guys now that you train up that you need to try and find out on this phone call to make that a successful business development call if you have them for however long on the phone? Yeah, well, you've, just got, you've got to help them with their challenges, right? So you've got to find out what it is they're looking for, why they're hiring. Okay. Like if you don't understand, and, and Simon Sinek talks a lot about, you yeah. can start with the why. If, you, if they don't know why, mm. then you, you're kind of in a, in a challenging spot because they don't know why they're hiring or so yeah. therefore they probably don't know what they need yeah, yeah so for you it's very much okay yeah you are hiring but why that's that's what yeah. you really need to tap into exactly exactly that and, and we want to understand the foot the brief fully you know if you yeah. just get sent a job spec which a lot of agencies do and and it's an hr job spec then you've not got enough to really because that, that was gonna be my next thing is like also i'm i'm sure you learn this you've got to work the right jobs haven't you you've got to get the, the right jobs in and, and yeah. that's a big part of that it's, isn't it exactly and we, we have to qualify the client you know sometimes we do turn people away and mm. yeah, not every client is right for us and yeah. vice versa okay cool and how what did it look like in terms of so did you just have a bank of data that you could call then like or did you did you map things out and then just kind of a, a bit of both so when you first started it was kind of like you don't while you're going through your training here's a list of numbers oh fuck call no. them. really and it was just like you know here's make 80 calls and i would try and connect with them i'd have a script that i'd go through and i would try and pass it to someone who was more senior at the time really yeah that sounds intense mate it was quite intense yeah yeah, yeah. i wouldn't Fair change enough. it though really yeah. let's talk about Let's talk a bit about, obviously, I'm sure it wasn't all um, roses through that period. you know what I mean? No. I'm sure it wasn't all positive. So, uh, like, for me, I'd, I would definitely find that really difficult. And I know there would be points where I've been like, fucking hell, like, this is horrible. Like, I don't know if I can, can crack on doing this. So, like, what, talk to me about some of your low times, mate, during that period. Because surely you must have got a lot of knockbacks and a lot of rejection through you do, that period. Because I didn't know any different. Like, you know, that, yeah. my job was to come on and straight away I was told that if I made 80 calls ideally I wanted to speak to 16 people and only one of them really would, would turn into they were the expectation a, a and that was you know, very clearly set with me so I only expected to have one success real successful call yeah. that would become a client in a, in a day so yeah you get knocked back all the time but I was kind of expecting it really yeah that's fair enough no I get that and did that so the, I guess yeah so the expectations of that you're like well okay look this is just part of the process I know I'm going to get some no's yep but I'm hunting for that that yeah, one yeah. that one yes right that, that one yes and so okay. you, you did it I, whether that's the right way to do it now no no it's interesting age, no I like I like that because it's like I think look you you know how it is you've hired people right like it's that if you then if you said to your new hire to do it that way a lot of people probably won't... Sorry, there's an air freshener above you. No, right. <laughs> um, but like a lot of people would probably tap out, right? I think quite a lot of a people, lot of people would, did. That's what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I mean. So I think that's why I was curious as to what, what kept you going. But I think it's very simply that... I, I did have a lot of success early on. And, and oh, really? In, in the sense that um, people were placing my jobs. So oh, really? Either it was because sometimes I had the good consultants working it and I'd built up relationships with yeah. those internally. There's a lot of... When you work the 180 model, you have to have the relationships internally. Really? Because if you don't have that uh, relationship with the person who's going to place your role and you don't have the commitment on your client, then they're not going to 
Yeah. You're not going to fill so again, I guess there's a, sell, a bit of selling in time as well. There is, yeah, it's massively, like, massively. Yeah, that's and, interesting. And so that that can, you know, I guess, from a 180 point of view, you're not necessarily in control of your own destiny a little bit. But, yeah, yeah. Um, but you do get to hone in on that one skill. Yeah, so exactly. Kind of so you can really become an expert of that the exactly. BD piece, which actually helps from the BD piece when you move to the candidate side. Anyway, from a headhunt perspective, you're really like yeah. you nail it because you that's just true. you just want to be on the phone anyway. Yeah. Okay, that's true. Um, okay, so some good advice for people that are set up that way is make sure that you really um, cultivate the relationships internally with the people that yes. are going to be placing your jobs. Okay, that, that's really good advice. So how um, how does it work like commission-wise and stuff then? Like, how does that work? We do split deals. Really? So, yeah, you, whoever who's the client gets 50% and whoever gets the candidate really? gets 50%. Okay. We do have um, some more sort of slightly different models that, that have sort of grown in now but at the time at the time that's yeah. that's what it was yeah like we have some people where we have like a client manager model where some one of the bd guys brings on a client passes it to a a, a consultant who's going to then manage it, manage, and, try and, yeah, fill yeah, it. Yeah. and then it's a 25 20 so literally 50. just like just getting them through the door and yeah. getting the terms yeah okay um how did you do in those two years billings wise then what that look like mate yeah so year one um was i did about 124 just okay. over 124 right. pounds yeah, um, it's not bad, is it? And then yeah, it was good. good, good <laughs> and then year two, it was sort of two ten. Really. Um, and then yeah, that's the first two. Okay. Years. So let's talk a little bit about that because I think again, a lot of people reach out and say, right, well, this year I build 150, 180k, and I want to take it to the 250, whatever. So, what did you? Obviously, I'm sure there's so many learnings through that first year. Like, what did you start doing more of or less of? To any key things that enable you to take it to the two to break the two hundred k mark? Yeah, uh, that's a that's a great question. Uh, <laughs> I've never really thought of it as breaking the the two hundred being the mark. That, to yeah. Try yeah. Well, if you think about it, you nearly two, you said two. What is it? Two two ten. So ne- nearly doubled it, right? So yeah. Do you yeah, know what yeah. I mean? So, so I think my first year was like a. Uh, I started billing in the January, and our final uh, financial year ended in October. So okay. it's like nine months. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I think if I'd maybe had a full financial year, it might have been a bit more, been, but been still a little bit more. So, yeah. but I, I don't really know whether it was anything that, that broke the barrier as such or whether I became kind of more comfortable with the role. More comfortable, more confident. Yeah, you kind of, I, I don't think I changed anything of what I was doing. I was still making a lot of calls every really? single day. So that didn't change? No, no, that didn't change. The consistent. role was the same. I was just, I, I probably had a better qualified spec and I'd learned to, to kind so of qualify better. Yeah, ask better questions, yeah. these I'd, things. Right? I probably didn't waste time on clients that... Yeah, you probably got better at that. Yeah, okay, that makes sense. And um, how, so at this point, just out of interest, like, how did you structure your day? Like, like how, did you literally make BD calls from the moment, moment you got in? Yeah, first thing I do in the day, I'd get through, like, what we call our hot calls. You know, really? Anyone, just on the phone straight away. Um, then, I'm trying to think what my day was like. But then, <laughs> then we'd have, like, a team meeting in the morning, yeah. and we'd kind of run through any new clients. We'd say what jobs or clients you got on, yeah. Um, and then it was, you know, straight into calls again did you not run out of people to speak to well i would keep i would, I would keep mapping the market at the same time yeah so it wasn't so did you just, always make these, time to do that yeah these weren't by that point after like the first few weeks these were targeted calls you know i was like looking at linkedin yeah looking at leads that we would get from other client uh candidates that yeah. we were speaking to yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then i was sort of researching i would spend that time normally between like 12 and 2 i would yeah, I would yeah, do yeah, that yeah. mapping and then like yeah maybe four four to five something like that yeah yeah so if you again just going in the pure tactics here because i because I, I think it's valuable um so like if i'm thinking about to how i used to do it but like so let's say you've got a client that you're like right 
I've heard some really good things about this business. I really want to work yep. with them, right? Talk to me a bit about that process. So you'd map out the decision makers. Decision makers, and yeah. And how the, how the fuck are you tapping them up then? Because how are you going to get their information firstly? You're literally just going to smash a switchboard. Switchboards, really? yeah. Or whether it's... Um, there's loads of plugins these days that you, yeah, can, yeah, yeah. you can get. That, that Talk to me, mate. What are the plugins, mate? Uh, we use... Is it Lusha or Lusha? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. the main one that we really? use. Really? So yeah, um, that, that, that plugin, from what I've heard, is that you can get access to their mobile number, right? Yeah. It's quite yeah, a lot of the time. Potentially, like, their mobile... It could be... Yeah. So there's a lot in, in the US where there might be someone with the same name. And mm. so you end up phoning, like, a... Dave Jones, who's got the same name and it's yeah, the wrong yeah, yeah. number. Yeah. So, How does that work then? So it's, does it pull it from their LinkedIn profile? I don't. I honestly don't. That's know, mental, isn't it? But it is, it is mental. fucking mental. Apparently they're GDPR compliant. Yeah, as well, of course but. they fucking are, mate. <laughs> <laughs> and okay, and then just again, I think um, a lot of people will get value out of this. So you've done that. You've got their number. What the fuck are you saying on that call at, at the first <laughs> time? Do you know what I mean? Because you've got their number without them knowing. They don't know who you are a lot of the time, right? Like, yeah. cause, like, do people know who you're... Do, no one knows Nick Guy at this point, right? No, at that point. That's what I mean. So, like, what are you saying? What what, how are you opening was. that call? I'm sure it just comes natural to you now. Well, no, I, I don't think I'd do it the same way oh, really? now to what I, I did then. Well, talk about how um, you do it now then, because I'm sure so you've optimised it. Now, to, uh, more of my role is, um, I guess, through referral business or okay. like through people that I know and kind of mapping the market that way rather okay. than then it was pure Yeah, because you've cold. built a network now, isn't it? Built, well, let's network. talk about pure code then first because that, that's where a lot of people were so going to struggle. Was, I just used to get on the phone and just and just say, like, yeah, I've, I've heard that your man is Nick Clumford Finley James and yeah. I've heard that you're looking to, to add to your sales team. Yeah. Um, what's the most important thing you're looking for? And really? And literally straight into that and hope And then just quiet, in. see what they quiet, say. Quiet, hope they go into it. Then they, they'll obviously throw back objections yeah, yeah. normally. Surely, did you spec out candidates? Did you get jobs that way? We, we did I didn't at that point really but um, we as a business we did but other people did that yeah yeah because yeah. that's where I've, I've had so much more success when you actually have some. it's just yeah. a lot easier isn't it so I, I'd say I started to do that I, sh- I definitely should have done it earlier because that's the better you know, it's such a better way isn't it success, yeah yeah, yeah. I, I because I didn't work with any candidates I always you know, it was always yeah, someone yeah, else's yeah, yeah. I guess yeah from your point of view Calling someone and, and sort of really knowing how to pitch this person could be a bit difficult because that it, communication internally has got to be really exactly. important. Isn't but it? In, in hindsight, what I would do is I'd probably say, Look, can I spend 10 minutes with your candidate? Yeah, 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 yeah. Get, yeah, because then it's the, the other um, consultant understanding yeah. how marketable that candidate is. Exactly. Right, only 10 minutes. Okay, perfect. I'll now to spin this to mm-hmm. uh, um, my client. Um, okay, mate. So after those two years then, yeah. why did you move down to London? Um, I wanted to actually. Really? Like, a lot of my friends had moved down from Manchester to London. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I'm from Yorkshire originally, and all my friends that I'd sort of grew up with, they they'd moved and lived in London. I just so if you moved to London, it, like you made it. You've you've made you've it. You made it in Yorkshire. I, I just kind of wanted to uh, <laughs> wanted to experience it as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah sure. And, yeah, totally. And I loved London, so I'm glad I did it. Okay. So and then how long was you in London for? It's just under two years, around two years. Two years, yeah. 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 And your objective was to build a so there wasn't a London team at that point. There was no office. Uh, really, it was to open the office and and grow a team. So you literally went out there on your went down there on your. Obviously, you would have got supported, obviously, but yep. you was in an office it was on your just own. Just me on my own. Really, um, I, I I didn't. I wasn't on my own in the sense that I had friends that lived here. And stuff yeah, like yeah, that. yeah. No, but work wise, from, from a work wise, and Manchester's not that far away, so you're people yeah, yeah, coming yeah. down and stuff. Yeah, mate, come on, that's that's decent. <laughs> you did it on your own, right? I get I that. Know. You got the support now, which is really important. I'm sure. Obviously, yeah, yeah. you had the support of. Everyone, obviously, the people, Infinity James, and you've got the social support, mm-hmm. all important. But yeah, we've got a good brand as well, which yeah. helps. So, I guess 
you're two years down the line obviously you've, you've had all this bd experience and then so then now did you have to do some sourcing so what was the object so what was you trying to do more of was it more london um, clients that you needed to try and work with or i i wanted to learn that side of the business because i was going to be tr- I'd, I'd built a team in manchester that was pure bd so oh really that was kind so you of, built people underneath you you yeah took in, team in manchester you. so okay. I'd, I'd built a team including ben and and, mm. and nadia a few of our team members there so i'd, I'd built that team but I'd, none of them were consultants so i wanted to in ah. London, my job was to bring up like consult BD and delivery. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I wanted to to do it first. I, I kind of knew I'd be able to do it because I've. So seen you wanted, you wanted the experience. But I wanted the experience. Um, also felt I'd be a bit. Able so to was you? Was it? Was it not? So it, was you? Um, them having a, any particular more focus on London clients or anything like that, or were you just still doing the same what you did in Manchester? But now you had to build a team of consultants and not the BD. Same, even our Manchester team, a lot of the clients that we work with are already in London. Okay, cool. So we, we were already we already had the clients. It was just to be there on the ground, but have it and have a team on the ground. That you? that was the advantage to have a team mm-hmm. on the ground in London. Yeah. Um, okay, mate. Let's talk a bit about that then. So that that your role must have been totally. Dead. So I didn't realize. So you managed how many people did you manage before you went down to uh, London? I think we got up to five or six. Really? Six. Yeah, yeah. Did you want to manage? Yeah, I, I think I did at the time. Like I can't, I'm trying to remember. You, you kind of, <laughs> in recruitment, you kind of just have success and then you you fall into it. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Timing was everything. I I don't think I would have asked for it at that point if I, it wasn't offered to me yeah, yeah i think i would have just carried on doing it. i was happy doing my job Crack but then when the opportunity came i thought let's see what this is like Let, let's see what you can do okay so so you gain that experience of hiring five people which obviously is going to help you yep. in this in london um and let's talk a bit about that then so what what was the objective for the first six to 12 months when you was in so you was only there for two years yep and what time how big was the team by the time you left uh it was at 12 i think really fucking 11 or okay. 12 when i cool. left all right. So, what what was the focus for you then going down there? Then, like, what what how did how did things change for you? So, the the difference is when when I went down originally, there was no plan to leave at that really? point. So, it, we we didn't have a time scale of like you know it's two years. You've got two years to yeah, do yeah this. no. But you was going there to build the London team. To build and you build the team, up. and we actually went down first and and tried to replicate what I'd done originally. So oh, really? It would be to build a BD team. Yeah. But we realised that without the support of the consultants. Like, internally that internal in, communication internal yeah, relationship exactly it was might be more of a more challenge difficult to do yeah okay what did you do then mate <laughs> we we ripped it up and started again and really made some consultants okay yeah, yeah. so what what did your day now look like because all of a sudden you've got to worry about getting people into your door you've got to worry about sourcing you've got to worry about getting clients yeah talk, talk to me about that mate i'm trying to think really what what there's, you just kind of have to do it, don't you? you yeah, know, there's, yeah. There's no like. You've clearly got that mentality. Yeah, totally, I'll get that. No, I was just working longer hours. Really. Um, and there's there's no like I don't think there's a secret no. to it. You've just got to work out how how to what stuff is really important that you need to do, and what stuff you you probably were doing that you shouldn't be doing. Yeah. So you you worked out what 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 activities to focus on to, yeah. to get you close to the outcomes that yeah, you wanted, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. So how did you structure your day at this point? Because that, that must have been a challenge for you. To, to Obviously, you can work long out, longer hours, obviously. Yeah, I was working longer hours. But how did you make time to do everything that you needed to at this point? I would get in early, get all my BD calls done. Yeah. And then I would do BD calls late as well. So really? So we were starting to build up our US market there. So we had oh, US, really? US clients as well at this point. Um, so obviously, I could do those later in the evening. Really? But it was 
uh, I, I did have a lot of support from from the Manchester office as well. So we have internal trainers; they were doing training and stuff okay. like that, and help, helping out from that perspective. Yeah. But it was just spending a lot more time with with the team, really, um, and and just focusing on trying, yeah, yeah. trying to make them so successful. How quickly did you get some more people in into the London office? And was it quite quick? Or? We hired three like right away. I think. Oh, really? So you much. instantly had some people to work on and, and help them? Yeah, I'd already I'd already come down to do some like interviews and stuff before, oh, okay. before I made the move. And so we had at least one, which I think we, I think we had three starting by November and I moved in the October. Oh, right. Okay. So, you, so yeah, so you had a couple of people already sort of in the pipeline, in the pipeline. that was going to start in. Exactly. Okay, that's good. Okay, cool. And then how, so did this affect your billings? Like having to do all this different stuff now? It did you know in, I mean? in like Q2. So our Q1 is October to December. Um, Q2, yeah. The, that first Q2 when I was in there, I, I think I did like, maybe a third of what I would know was doing really? in the previous Q2. But then I made it back up in later in the, yeah, in, yeah. In the year. And is that a task? Because there's just so much shit going on. Yeah, I think it was just a new, ch- a new challenge. Mm. Yeah, tr- like you say, trying to work out what the day-to-day would look like. Yeah, and yeah, trying yeah, to fit yeah. it in. And, and you, some of it you do by... Because for me, I had to do a lot of it by trial and error. We'd never opened yeah, up yeah, that yeah. London office before. And I, I certainly hadn't done consultancy either. So. Yeah. Have you... So has is, is this always been the, the Nick guy then, mate? Just to like learn fail optimize do things better do you know what i mean like where's this so. come from as as i don't know just out of interest because it seems like yeah. this don't really phase you but like a lot that's obviously a great achievement right but i think the fact that you're approaching it that way is is how you should approach it yeah well, like, it's very easy for me to look back on it and talk like I, whether i was like that at the time is, <laughs> you'd have to ask some of the people that are with. maybe yeah, that yeah, was more yeah, difficult, yeah. that's but, fair enough Right now, it's very easy to look back and reflect on it and say, "Oh yeah, I made this mistake. I did that." But at the time, maybe I didn't think I was making the mistake until. Yeah. until you just you just had the complete inner ambition to make it fucking work. Yeah, and make yeah, it happen. Yeah, yeah. But I, I'm very money. I, I was very money driven. Was you? So yeah, yeah. So I wanted to make a lot of money. Still do want to like make a yeah, lot of money. Yeah. And, and yeah. Why do you want to make a lot of money? I don't know really. That's a, <laughs> that's a good point. Yeah, just to to be able to afford things in the future. You know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. To, invest it and, and do, do the things I want to do I like to travel actually yeah. so okay. Finney James allowed me to do a bit of that so, but <laughs> I do like to do my, pay for my own travel as well yeah, yeah sure no no it's, it's interesting because I think I've asked it quite a few times now like if you're interviewing a consultant I go yeah Nick I want to get in recruitment because I'm motivated by money yeah like is that enough for you yeah, I mean, Cause that, I, is that gonna, I do the same as you when I interview. Yeah. I'm like, well, what? Do why? You, why do you want money? But you don't even know your money, mate. Yeah, I don't really. I'm a hypocrite. Really, yeah, no, I get. Yeah, because it's like, if it, uh, the thing is, if it, if you do have a bit more attached to it, then it's going to help you get through those fucking tough yeah. times, isn't it? Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. I, I just always liked it. So, like, from a young age, from I think I started work from the age of 13, like working, really? just top, grafting, yeah, washing dishes in a pub because I need, I wanted money to be able to do things. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Spend so it gives you options, right? Exactly. Okay, mate. So, how? So then, how did you billions wise before you went to San Fran? And we'll yep. talk a bit about how that came about. Like, what what did that look like then? Did it continue to increase or? No, I think I did. Uh, so I did two ten in my second year, and I did two sixteen in my third okay. one. I think it was, um, and then the fourth one was like when I kind of made the move halfway through our financial year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To, uh, to yeah, to okay, the US, mate. and then that became like in pounds it was about three 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 i think okay all right so and a bit around the um you building a team in london mm-hmm. so the so the consultants that you took on was it still the so you did all the bd and then they did the sourcing 
Was that, or well, did, no, they, so did they do 360? We did BD, so I... I was, oh, I, sorry, sorry. Yeah, I was training BD people, tried to replicate what we'd done in Manchester. Yeah. Realised that actually the reason it worked in Manchester was because we had a, you know, a the strong internal yeah, yeah, yeah. relationship. And then we decided you know, these guys had done some BD training, so they became more de- more delivery focused than they were previously, but they could still do BD. They still do a bit of BD. Because they had the training. Yeah, so yeah. they became, I guess, you could say 360, but there was a weight, heavy weighting on delivery. Really? Okay. Yeah. And... What did you, what did you see? So those, those people that worked under you, mate, what, what are some of the common things that you saw in these people that enabled them to have the success that they wanted or some of the common things that you've seen that have prevented people having success? And let's talk a bit about that because I'm sure you've learned a bit along because you've yeah. always continued to build teams and see different people and those things. De- definitely, yeah. I, th- I think... I think what I would say is is having one person to go and open the office isn't necessarily the the best way to do it. I, okay. I think that most people, whether because we were doing a grad model, they they learn through seeing other people do it, hearing okay. people on the phone. And so you only hired grads. We did so because we it worked well in Manchester. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We tried tried okay. to do it again, um, and we had some people that were perhaps more experienced. But I think it would have been nicer to have some of our more senior consultants go down mm. as well whereby you can learn and or they, they could spend time with them. Yeah, yeah. Because um, that's how I learned. I, I kind of sat next to some of the senior people when I was in there. Kind of sponge, just took in everything. Listen to doing. what they were doing, what worked well, and then work out yeah. my own way of doing it and then try and do it better, you know. That's... Yeah, yeah, yeah. So some of the, these uh, non-experienced people then, like what what are some of the things that, because look, a lot of people quit recruitment in the first 12 months. Yeah. A lot of people that listen to this are maybe early on in their career or later on in their career, like, what are some of the things that you've seen, mate? That... Yeah, I, I mean, I always like people that like had a job when they were at university or, or you know, didn't necessarily need to have gone to university mm. but have, have worked from a young age that so showed that sort of out, outside, I guess you'd call it hustle, where yeah. they've, they've kind of gone out to try and get it on their own. Yeah, yeah. Um, those people have always been the more successful people. Really? Yeah. In, Why do you think that is then? Because they can take more, they have a bit more, bit more grit to them. Yeah. So I think that I, I like people that have done like multiple things. So if they've played sport, they've had a job, and they were doing some form of education, they can show that they can manage their time well to be able to okay. do things. And if they've done them all at a high level, mm. you've you've got that aspect of they've been able to overachieve in in multiple areas. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I think that's important in recruitment because you do juggle a lot. Yeah. And yeah. you have to work hard at the same yeah, time. Yeah. Totally. Okay. So um, and then so. So how much American business were you doing before you went to America? Was you, did you have quite a few American clients? I did have quite a few. I, I, I couldn't tell you the percentages. No, no, that's cool. That's cool. But, but um, did that just happen naturally then? Like did a lot of your UK clients have American arms to their business? Or? Yeah, I actually started it when I was in Manchester. There was a consultant that worked there at the time and I that started. We used to stay late on it. So we'd start late on a Friday and we'd stay late on a Friday. Fucking hell. And we'd, we'd work Committed, till like, mate. We'd work till Committed. like eight o'clock. Yeah. Really? Um, and, and then we'd go straight to the town after. Straight to yeah, yeah, straight to the pub afterwards, and and you know we'd have a beer at our desk or whatever. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Um, that's kind of how it started. I can't really remember if did I don't you just recognise an opportunity and thought, yeah, well, I think we someone said no, I'm not looking here, but I'm looking in the in New York or wherever it was. No, and we're okay, like, well, let's get some clients let's, in America. Let's give it a go. And really, you suddenly work out that the fees are twice as much, <laughs> and the terms are bigger, and yeah, uh, it's just as easy. So. Um, Mate, let, let, let's talk a bit about this because I think um, I, I have weekly conversations now with recruitment businesses that are opening and uh, opening American offices. Yep. So let's talk a bit about what you've learned through this process of doing more American business, going out to America. Yep. I'm sure you've learned a lot there. A lot. Do you yeah. know what I mean? So like, firstly... Yeah. I've continued to make mistakes, I'll tell you that. But, really? Uh, but I guess absolutely. what... 
So did you just approach it? I'm sure you would have just approached it the exact same way that you approached it, the yep. UK clients straight away. So you mapped out who these people were, found the decision makers, and you're calling them and saying, hi, my name's Nick Guy. Naturally, we, already, we, have, we have a lot of, because of what we do in sales, a lot of people do their first man on the ground or first woman on the ground in the, in the UK. And so To be a quite senior salesperson. Yeah, so we just then, with those clients, they already have a US um, sort of presence, so we just land back and, and expand back into those businesses. Okay, so you let so you leverage your existing relationships. Yep, and, and start some new ones as well. Yeah, yeah. Okay, but that that makes sense. So, yeah. what what would your advice be then to people that want to um, get more American business, so, start from scratch? It's it's easier to to do to go out there if you've already got a client base. So I would say start while you're in the UK. Get yep. a, we have a team still that that purely focus. They're called the US team, and they're based in Manchester, and they focus on the US market. Mm. But if I'm a recruiter and, I'll, and I've recognised an opportunity that, as you said, bigger fees, bigger fees, terms seem higher, and, and yeah, terms are higher. I say when I say just as easy, I don't mean recruitment's easy, but it's it's the same difficulty level as doing. Yeah, exactly. Year. But the rules are higher, right? Exactly, because of the yep. profit margin and those things. So yeah, if, yeah, I, yeah. if I'm a recruiter right now, and in my market there is a real opportunity to go over to America, um, or to do more American business because of the sector I'm in. What, what's your advice, mate, through what you've learned? Take what am it. I doing? <laughs> huh? take do do it. it. Yeah, yeah, take yeah. it. Go and... But what, I need to get clients, so how am I going to do that? What's about, what, what should I do? I, I think for, for me, there was no difference to, okay. to doing it out here. You want to speak to some candidates and get some leads off them. You yeah. want to map out who you want to speak to and, and the businesses you want to work with. Yeah. Um, and if you know your industry, stick with your niche and, yeah. and, and go and speak to okay. those clients. But it is easier if you know people. So if you've got clients so you've got existing relationships and presence. leverage those yeah start, start then all of a sudden way. you can start to call look I've, I've been working with your UK team for this what for this amount of period yeah this is why I wanted to especially for us we, we work with a lot of startups so the businesses are naturally small yeah if you're working with huge corporations like I don't know, like someone like Deloitte I'm, yeah. I'm sure they ha- they're like two yeah, separate yeah, yeah, yeah. Entities so leverage your existing relationships that, exactly. that, that's good advice and how received was it that this American decision maker was on the phone all of a sudden to some guy in Manchester who yeah. stayed late in his office. Um, Do you know what I mean? Like, mixed. how is that received? Because I'm sure some people will make assumptions that, like, how, like, how is that going to be received? Do you know what I mean? Is it going to be positive or mixed reviews? Some people are like, yeah, well, you can't come and meet the candidates because you're in Manchester, yeah. and and so you you come across that. But most of them, your hiring is one of their number one number yeah, one challenges. challenges yeah, so yeah, yeah. They, if you can solve the problem, then yeah. they're kind of open to it. But you've yeah. you've got to be able to solve the Convince them that you can solve the problem. Yeah, yeah, totally. So, yeah, I get that. So, how did you, how did you, um, how did you deal with that objection then? Like, okay, well, you're in the UK, so how, how are you going to know? Sometimes that? you can't. They just really, won't, they just yeah, won't yeah, do yeah. it. And um, we'd say, well, we're opening up a new office. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah. Or, okay, all that sort of stuff. But so um, you would just say, give me a chance. You know? Yeah, yeah, sure. And did you, um, so did you do obviously quite a bit of American business before you went over? Yeah, as you said. Yeah. You, you. I'd on... say more than like twenty five percent of my. Billings were coming from America before, really? yeah, before, when, before like, I don't know over. exactly, but it was definitely more than a quarter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Okay. So why did you want to go to San Fran, mate? Yeah, that's a good question. <laughs> I, did, I actually wanted to go to New York at, oh, did you? Uh, at first, but I, you, we yeah. had more clients in San Francisco. Um, my brother was actually out in San Francisco as well, so I had family there. Oh, really? And, yeah, at the time. He's not anymore, but at the time he was. And culturally, it's San Francisco seems a little bit closer to Manchester and what what our business is like New York seems I've not lived there so I don't know but it seems a lot kind of faster faster paced like hustle and bustle of New York that you hear about right yeah yeah you swallow you and spit you out yeah exactly so okay so again the person you are you're up for a challenge yeah 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 yeah. went for it didn't think anything else 
I didn't really, no. I just Who did you go over with? I went on my own. On your own? Yeah. And then you just all of a sudden in an office on your own in San Fran? No, so we, we hired, so we, I went out for like a month in November 17, I think it was, and we'd hired three people to start then. Yeah. And the mistake we made, I guess, is we thought that we'd get the visa so that I could back out in January. So I'd go home for December, I'd be back out in January. But my visa actually got delayed because the couple of reasons, Mr. Mm. Trump, mm. um, kind of slowed down things and the embassy moved, which meant I didn't actually get my visa until June. Really? So we had three grads that had six, like, well, had six months just on, seven months really on their own. Oh, fuck, really? Um, yeah. And yeah, was yeah. you managing from the UK? And like, I was managing from the UK, oh, but yeah. that in hindsight, what I would do is I would have brought more of my colleagues out with me. Yeah. Um, so people but, you've already got relationships with. And, yeah, yeah, exactly. So that well, you can build more a better culture when you've got a few people that know yeah. the business. Um, and I'd have liked to be on the ground with them for the start. So we, we made that mistake, but we kind of rolled with the punches and yeah, yeah, yeah. and tried tried to make it work. So when did you get out there? June. June. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. and then how long have you been there now? So a year. So that was last year. June yeah. last year. Oh, okay. So what the hell's been going on in that year then, mate? What's been going oh, on? Ups and downs. We've we've really yeah we've we've kind of had a, the revenue's been like real good. So yeah. we just seem to be, our US revenue base has just continued to grow. Great, yeah. Um, what we've kind of learned is that it's very expensive to hire in San Francisco. Okay. Um, anyway, let for alone. What, for what type of skill set? Like literally a grad, grad with no experience, for a grad really. With no, no it's experience. Even more, it's more expensive. Ex- exactly. And a lot of them don't quite know what, not that they don't know, but they haven't experienced, obviously they haven't experienced agency recruitment or, or you know, the differences internal and agency. Um, and it's very easy for them to, well, they're just coming to test out agency. Um, yeah. And it's an expensive way to test, yeah, test yeah, out yeah. for us. Um, and then they decide that it's not for them. They go internal or they go and try a different job. Um, and so in, in so you're saying that they're, they're not the Nick guys of uh, 80 calls a day <laughs> fucking smash it out no exactly yeah, they're, yeah. they're not but not everyone is and yeah, I, yeah, I don't think recruitment is that anymore no like, no you don't need to do that to be successful in this job And but that's something that you've learned right that one it's expensive to hire someone that as you yeah. said might be actually testing it as a career or whatever but then also I guess what you're saying is may not have the I don't know the the, the approach or skill set to yeah, yeah. how how you'd like it or how you you need a bit more from them basically. Definitely. I think I hired too quickly as well. Really? So I think because um, we went from like when when I got out there from there were three to then myself was four to to nine in about two months three really? months, um, and that meant that I was obviously kind of pulled thing but I was still bringing on clients, still trying to make revenue mm. as well as training these people. Didn't everything else. And and probably should have spent more time focusing on the, the team on a smaller group the of people, people that you already had yeah, 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 yeah. rather than rather than trying to hire to, to make numbers because actually it doesn't really matter how many people you have it's yeah exactly that you have good people that yeah, yeah, yeah. you so so um okay mate that that's really interesting and what so what have been that i guess that's just sort of the nuances of people that have worked in growing up in america right so what are some yeah. of the things that you picked up on around that then that you now look out for or what are the, some of the differences <laughs> yeah I think I'm still learning that. <laughs> I, I, I don't think there's an answer to that yet that I've, really? I've worked out. But there are some some differences in in you know, the work life balance is very different in in what way? In California, particularly, people will like come in in other offices. They come in at nine and they they leave at three thirty. Really, which is very different to what I'm used to in recruitment here, where it's like yeah, yeah. you're in at eight and you you leave at six minimum sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's probably less like that these. 
Yeah, yeah I know what you mean. Recently, but but it's yeah, so it's a bit more relaxed and it's a bit it's a bit more. It's, yeah. yeah, it's just okay. Yeah, yeah, it's it's like that. But um, yeah, I I don't think that the the challenges of hiring are any different. I, I experience the same challenges with people in the UK. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As I I am out. But there. I guess did you have to like position the opportunity differently? Do you know what I mean? Like, did you have to talk about yeah, recruitment you, in a different way? You have to talk and, about recruitment in a different way. Um, Kind of the differences between agency and internal, I had to talk about a lot. And because isn't that like corporate? They call it. Is that internal or not? I've not heard it called that. They might. Do. Oh really? Um, I've not okay. heard it called called that. But yeah, okay. they, they might do. Because I've heard like corporate recruits. Like, I've seen that quite a lot on LinkedIn. And stuff. I, I have seen that. I think that's from a job type perspective. They might yeah. do. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So talk to me about some of the the sort of experiences that you found from now work in America, live in America, and obviously, so I'm assuming quite a lot of your business, do you yeah. still obviously have UK clients? I do, have, I have a couple of UK clients. Really, I but do say. you have predominantly now American yeah, clients? So what have you learned through that process, mate? Like, how have you, so obviously I know there's no difference in terms of the tactics and how mm. you're approaching it, but like, why is it, do you think that they're willing to pay more fees? What, do you know what I mean? Like, what, I mean, I've, I've had a few conversations around it, but what's, what's your perspective as to why so, people are willing to do that? Yeah, so it's not always the case that people are willing to pay okay. higher margins. I think as a general rule, our margins are probably higher, yeah. but the salaries are higher. So San Francisco, as I mentioned, it's more expensive. Therefore, when you charge a percentage it's of salary, relative, isn't it? Nat- naturally it goes up. So it's um, And have you just focused in the state of San Fran or have you tried to do We do that? across the whole US. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we, okay. we we'll get a lot of clients where they'll build a sales team and it's like we want one person in the Pacific Northwest, one one in the Bay Area, one in New yeah. York, and and so you, you kind of help them all. But surely you've got to focus though, surely, because it's so big. Yeah, so we, I mean? we focus on on the sales vertical rather than yeah. so you know, anything that's related to the sales. Yeah, 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 okay. So I guess how how are these? What are the, what's the difference in terms of the perception of recruitment over there? Then do you think that you've picked up on because. Look, in the UK, it doesn't have a great name whatsoever. So, do you know what I mean? What? Yeah, I, I, what, I think people really. Like there's a lot of people that want to get into recruitment like and mm. what they've heard about is they, they've it's not like a say they don't see it as a sales role very often really i think it's more about like you know we want to help people with their careers yeah, and i'm yeah, an advisor yeah. and i'm and i'm that when so we're kind of educating them that the agency side of it is actually a lot although you do do that, yeah helping parts of it's those. a sales role you know yeah, you're, gonna yeah, get on yeah. the phone, you're gonna make things happen and <laughs> you run your own little desk and your own business yeah um, but I think there is that perception that you're helping and you're, you're a career advisor, career coach kind of, <laughs> kind of thing, yeah. Fucking hell, I definitely didn't feel like a career coach, did you? <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> Jesus Not Christ. All. Um, what I was going to say, okay, cool. So, slight slight segue, because um, I know we focused on sort of you building teams and your experiences through that. I see a lot of you online, mate. Obviously, it's something that I'm really passionate about, um, personal branding and these things, and I talk about it a lot on here. But how is that? I mean, I, f- I feel like you're pretty consistent. You sort of understand how you want to be perceived. You're communicating well. Like, what? how has that helped you as a recruiter? Do you know what I mean? Because I think that's a big part of how it's changing. Yeah, um, it, has, it has helped. It has. In what uh, way? In, in the sense that there have been times, and it's only happened, so I've, I've been trying to post and like at least once a day sort of thing. Um, when I'm in work, I try to try and do at least a post a day. I've been doing that probably since I moved out there. I try to some ups and downs. Yeah, but yeah, don't yeah, go and check yeah, my, yeah. No, but I th- I, no, honestly, I think but, you've been pretty consistent, and you don't. All I say, you don't have to post every day, but you've been pretty consistent. And I, I, and I try to keep that consistency. And now sometimes when I speak to candidates, like oh, I've seen your posts, and ah. pe- people have said that to me. It's like oh, I, I noticed. Oh, you're the guy that posts this, and I'm like yeah, 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 yeah I, I have, and 
Yeah. Um, I would say that. But how is that, how does that help? Obviously, I know how it helps me, but how does it, how has it helped you as a recruit? Because people are still trying to understand how you trying to post yeah. every couple of days is going to benefit my billings or help me benefit me as a recruiter. Do you know what I mean? So it's helped you because how? I would say that, well, from, from one perspective, it's a warmer call. If yep. people have already seen you, totally. you, you it's a warmer call. Definitely so agree. Straight in there, you've got some credibility and, and they see you as an expert. Yeah. And, and people, want, right? people want that. There's, there's a lot of noise in recruitment. There's a lot of noise in probably every industry at the moment. So if you can position yourself as an expert who adds real value throughout the process, yeah. then people are more likely to want to work with you. So it's, yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. So I, 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 that's what I experienced in recruitment was, oh, he should saw your video, da, da, da. And yep. then, yeah, it's that perception piece, isn't it? It's like, okay, so this guy, one, knows what he's doing. Two, he, sh- he should definitely, hopefully, yeah. be able to help me. And um, obviously, you've got a lot of competition, right, as a yeah, recruiter. Yeah. Do you know I, what I, I mean? like the engagement as well, you know, yeah. having conversations with people that, you know, that you might yeah, not yeah. necessarily be speaking to. And, and you've, you're kind of creating a, a pipeline of, of like a talent pool or a talent market yeah, exactly. that you can tap into in the future so mm. it's thinking that long-term game rather than the short term oh, it's totally. like, oh it's not going to benefit me now but there's people that i've probably spoken to online and that have regular conversations with because they post on my and comment on comment my posts, stuff yeah um that maybe in a year's time i can help them find a job exactly you're paying it forward right yeah yeah that, that's what it's about and i they, think they might um, be, uh, hiring managers in in six mate, months uh, yeah. that's the right mindset isn't it it's, it's like yeah yeah building a recruitment desk it's, it's, the, Ex- exact, exactly. it's the exact same exactly. thing isn't it it's the long-term game where you see the the real success right yeah. um i've seen successes from others that do it well in mm. like this so people that um, focus on building the sales, there's a few like people that I've seen do it really well, and I also like that idea. And, and oh, what for what somewhere. in your market? Do you mean? I, w- I wouldn't say they're not recruiters, but they're they might be consultants that help sit the similar sort of yeah. clients to what we do. Yeah, yeah, and they try and position themselves as experts in, yeah, in yeah. sales. So you've you've learned from that. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Cool. That, that makes sense. How um how do you look? You've been in recruitment for quite a while now. I know, obviously, you you're probably someone that's super focused and uh, cracks on, but like. How do you see the? Obviously, you moved to New York, mm-hmm. so this is exciting. Yep, so yeah, like, yeah, I'm real excited about that. How uh, how how do you see recruitment changing over the the next couple of years? That's a good question. I think maybe a, a couple of years. I'm not sure whether it'll change that that much, yeah, yeah. but I, I think there'll be less of an office focus. Really, I, I think I, I see a lot and hear a lot of people talking about work life balance yeah, and yeah, be yeah. able to work for, the flexibility to work from home. What, nine till three thirty uh, hours. Yeah, that sort of stuff. <laughs> yeah. um, but it's it's that flexibility, the, the time that you would spend commuting. Why yeah, you yeah. To, why you need to do that? And I, I think there's a lot of people that are posting about that at the moment. I think I think you got I think you got to know what works for you as well, though, isn't it? Like yeah. for me, um, I I would find it really difficult sitting at home in my underpants. Like, yeah, yeah. like I need to be around humans. Like I know that. Whereas, do you know what I mean? Like, I think you've got to have some self-awareness. Self-awareness to, is important. Do you know what Absolutely. I mean? You've got to have some self-awareness as to what, what works for me and what's yeah. going to enable me to have, yeah, have the best success. But I think it's going to be, because there's so much noise in the market and um, you'll probably have the stats better than I do about how many agencies are kind of coming up. You've got to position yourself as an expert yeah. and, and add value. Yeah, totally. Um, and it's now what we, I guess we would have traditionally probably added throughout the process you know this is this is a, a feature or a benefit of what we do you've now got to do before the yeah, yeah, yeah. the sale even starts totally and i think just to add on 
what you're talking about there, I think everything that you post and all these things, it doesn't replace you doing what the fuck you're great at, which no. is building relationships. No, 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 do you know no. it just it just helps it. It's, do you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's it's about combining the two. That that's it's never for me it's not gonna replace the proactive calling, exactly. having the conversations. But as you it's, said it's so LinkedIn's now like your your online it's your reputation, right? Exactly. It's your brand. So people will people will check you out there for credibility as well. Totally. So if you you've pitched them on the phone and they're like, is this it's guy an next, expert yeah, or is he just guy. another you know, sitting in his just, living room in Manchester just exactly, trying to make yeah, some money exactly <laughs> but he'll go check out and say oh yeah he's got loads of engagement yeah, yeah yeah so it's credibility too I think okay mate so look conscious of time um, yeah. quickly before we finish what I always like to ask and I think I know I've sort of tried to ask you about it already but <laughs> do you do anything yourself to invest like personally on your own development like mindset stuff because look Manchester to London yep. to San Fran to now New York that's that's uh, that's some real shit, mate. To deal with that, do you know what I mean? Like, I wouldn't. I know maybe it just comes natural to you, but have you do you do make time to invest in yourself? And do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, um, so I think I know what you're talking about. So I, I guess I, I do from the sense that I listen to a lot of podcasts mm. um, and I try and consume as much content as I can from okay. a learning point of view. Yeah, I think we both. I think you do too. But I listen to a lot of Gary V. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I, I really kind of. That's when I listen to his podcast. I started getting into more of them and kind of listening to mm. a few other people now. As yeah, well. yeah. But, um, so you do make time to invest in yourself because yeah, I try to read as well yeah because I think that all of that like you're gonna obviously you'll learn it through the ways you're gone but you're gonna have to have some real solid I don't know what you're gonna call it habits tactics that you can lean on to yeah. help you fucking get through those times right yeah. it's gonna be I tough I think having a mentor is, is have you had a, do you have a mentor I have two yeah really yeah, yeah. And, outside and, of Finney James uh, one is now work, Andrew McCaskill was, oh okay was, uh, we'd only done a couple of ses- sessions and then he ended up joining Finney James but wow um, so he's, he's still obviously we work closer together now how did you get a mentor because there'll be a lot of people listening. I'll put people in touch with people. I just went and asked. So the, really? the other uh, mentor that I have is actually a, a British guy in San Francisco. Um, and I just went and asked him. Okay. And I uh, said, look, you've clearly been successful and you've, you've kind of gone through. He's outside of the recruitment industry. Yeah. But he's set up an office in San Francisco. Yeah. So I, I think I could learn a lot from an outsider's perspective. And um, So did you literally just position it from like, look, I've, I've, I feel like... Like, did you sort of position it anyway? Like, what's in it? Fit? I don't know. Do you know it's what I a mean? Flat- I think it's a. F- I've never been asked to be a mentor, but I would. From what I've heard from the feedback, it's a flattering thing to be. Yeah, asked. That, yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think. Yeah. He, so you literally just reached out. What LinkedIn or just phoned him? I or just what? phoned him. And did just you? Said, yeah. Obviously, I, I obviously knew, you picked up yeah. the phone. <laughs> I, I already knew him. So. Oh, did you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which makes it a little. Bit How bad. did you position that then? Because again, trust me, there'll be a lot of people listening that are like, you know what? That I think I'd really benefit from having a mentor. So yeah, look, actually, identify a, some people. Link, LinkedIn have, have just done one in the, the US where they've sent out an email where you can be a mentor and have things really? to give back as well. So I'm. I'm going to this in the this US. Event. That's yeah. interesting. Really, so they're, they're running an event on like the 30th of July or something. Where I've signed up and said that I will go for whatever the one oh. hour period is, and then it's to mentor like grads or yeah, whatever. Yeah, and how has that helped you? Um, I would say it's just sometimes it's good to just talk about things, to, yeah. to bounce the ideas. Particularly when for me, when I was sort of eight hours behind on a time zone from from our headquarters, if business challenges come up, it's ah. just it's just good to to bounce it. Like, this is what I'm thinking. Am I going crazy? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Should, should, am I overthinking this or whatever it is? Um, and having an outsider's perspective, someone who's not in the industry but has been built yeah, business, it's valuable. Was, was real valuable because you think of things that I, I wouldn't. 
Yeah, I think that's really of, interesting actually because I think um, I think more recruiters could benefit from that, couldn't they? They're actually yeah. getting someone who ha- maybe hasn't worked in recruitment, or whatever, get their perspective as to how they could yeah. build their business or their recruitment desk or whatever. From a, it's a, it's yeah. the same, right? You know, as when you join the business, you sit next to the. You're always trying to sit next to the top biller. Yeah. Learn yeah. what they're doing really well. Well, not everyone would do that. And Maybe naturally you did that, mate. Yeah. We were, just, <laughs> we were a small office in Manchester. Really? So I was kind of sat with everyone. Yeah, yeah. Fair enough. What, um, before we finish then, mate, obviously excited about New York. Yep. But what, what else is going on in uh, your world, mate, that you're excited about? What's going on? That's it, really. Just, really? Uh, New, New York. Yeah, yeah I, I love so the what's US. So what's the plan, what's plan for New York then? Like, are you going over your own or...? But I'm not, no, Justine from our San Francisco office is, is yeah. coming to New so York So two of you, well. yeah? Two of us, yeah. And, and then, then you're just going to smash it up from day one, basically. Yeah, we're so going to, I think we're going to learn from the mistakes that we've made. And, and rather than, so if it's expensive to hire grads out there, rather, we're going to hire more experienced people. Oh, yeah. Um, and focus on little talent pools. Of, so rather than build like a big headquarter in New York on Manhattan Island, where it's really, really expensive. I think having two or three people that are on the ground there, Two or three people in Boston, two or three yeah, people yeah, in Chicago. So little pockets of L- people. Little, little pockets of, of people that can 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 be there, but are, are perhaps more senior. Yeah. What's so what's the next state that you're going to move to there, mate? Next state. <laughs> I think I'm going to stick with New York for a really? while. I could see myself there. Have you have you been there obviously on holiday? And all I've that? been four or five times to, really? to New York. How would you describe it then? Because. Um, I had a guy on here a couple of weeks ago who's from New York and worked in New York as a recruiter, oh, yeah. and, and then I lived with a guy who's a recruiter who went to New York and it just absolutely chewed him up and sp- spat him out. Like, yeah. literally, yeah, it was in a bad, bad, bad way. I was like, what the fuck have I done? <laughs> like, it's just too... So, like, how... I don't Maybe know, I shouldn't like, be going there. But. <laughs> no, but obviously, look, you know yourself. So, yeah. like, being there four or five times, um, people considering over to New York, like, what should they be thinking about? Like, what have you thought about and what are you expecting? So, t- to be honest, because it's not till October, you know, from where, you, where you're going to live, I think it's good to have an idea of where you want to live, but mm. you can't really pick anywhere. You've got to be super aggressive when you get there. So, yeah. I, I guess all I'm thinking of is that I really enjoyed my time in London. Yeah. I moved to San Francisco. I've enjoyed it. I, I prefer the bigger city. Yeah, yeah. Um, Bit more so, of a buzz. Yeah, exactly. And I've, on, in all my visits to New York, I've really enjoyed it. Yeah. So, I'm going to go see what it's like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair enough, mate. I like it. Look, last question, mate. Um, I always like to ask it, if you could um, communicate to every single recruiter out there, it could be a phrase, sentence, a word, whatever, they'd listen, they'd take your advice, what would you say? I would say, I think you've got to keep learning and developing, like, don't ever become complacent. I think Mm. it's very easy, like, when you're in a small business as well, that if you reach the, the kind of top level, you, you kind of that's you set that bar I, I would never say there's a bar there, there are people and, and I've learned once we sort of I sort of hit the top level at Finley James that that was actually only a drop in the ocean compared to what some people out there are doing yeah, yeah, yeah. and I think you've just got to always have that growth mindset yeah and and just keep developing keep learning and, and position yourself with people who who know what they're doing <laughs> I like it mate Nick it's been a yeah. pleasure mate cool thanks man. for Thank doing you. it thanks and, for uh, me, I'll speak to you soon yeah, yeah.